we're in a era of convenience. Mm-hmm. People want convenience. So to have everything underneath one one roof, like what you didn't mention was the collective lab. Yep. Right? I forgot about that too. I just showed that too. Got, I mean, you can really do all of your health training stuff here underneath one roof. I mean, like you could have your general physician here and then do your blood work here and then analyze that blood work with your general physician. And then your general physician could meet with your personal trainer that's here and then put together a nutrition plan and a workout guide. And then your personal trainer would, like, take you out on to the it's like a sport down there. Facility. It's literally like a sports 100%. Team. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like an NFL or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then you do that, and then you're like, okay, time for recovery. And then you go hit the sauna and the cold plunge, and then you bump into somebody, and you're like, okay, hey, you want to come do a podcast? Like, let's go do a podcast or like, go create your content for the week or whatever it is. Like, it's literally all in one spot. Which then you can just, sit down and knock out some emails. It's, it's, it's crazy. That's nuts. That's <laughs> nuts. He's coming to the new food thing. Oh, yeah. Little, yeah, kitchen. Yeah. 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 Get some food. There you are. Yep. Exactly. There's a fridge. There's showers. There's a locker. Like, C4. C4. Yeah. All that. Everything you yeah. need. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Opinionated Off Topic. Off Topic is a show where we talk to country creators, individuals, entrepreneurs, and other business owners alike and talk about their story and what they have to offer. In today's episode, we're sitting down with Ryan Gallego, owner of Media Pouch and co-founder and owner of Pouch 6 Studios. Ryan picked up his first camera at age 17. This caused him to generate $30,000 in his first year. Ryan went to Yacht Week in Croatia, and this cemented the future of his media and created Media Pouch. After living abroad in Sydney, Australia, he returned to the United States in 2019, has since been scaling his Media Pouch company and also founding Pouch 6 in July of 2022. Pouch 6 is a smart media podcast studio based in Austin, Texas, located in East Austin and also located in North Austin at the well-renowned gym called The Collective. Ryan and his co-founder, Jake, plan to produce replicating media and podcasting software to not only scale their business, but also be able to create engaging content for their clients and also for themselves. Make sure you guys stay tuned for the rest of the episode and be sure to like, comment, and subscribe.
single-person content creation room. Like, short form? Like, yeah, yeah meaning, okay. like, each wall will have different mm-hmm. whatever. Like, like, maybe it's black flat yeah. walls or, like, oak flat walls. Mm-hmm. That'll be dope. Kind of like Hermosey does his content. Exactly. Very similar. So then yeah. that way we just have one camera, one tripod, one light, and then it can all just be from that rail system there. And so, mm-hmm. like, no matter what wall you're on, then we'll just move That's the pretty camera. Cool. Like that. So I think that's probably the better way to do that room. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a little tight in there. And mm-hmm. I, I like that bigger. Now of having this, yeah. I'm like, yeah, uh, let's, maybe let's put it in the, bigger, yeah. in the bigger pod studio. Yeah, for sure. What are y'all going to do with, like, the – are y'all going to, like, basically make a wall there with the door? Is that what y'all going to do? Or are y'all going to keep that little cutout open and that doesn't mm-hmm. be the door and just put a sheet over it? Because <laughs> it's really just – I mean, cloth is fine because that's what absorbs sound anyways. Yeah. So that's what you already have there. It's, I mean, that one's a legit sound blanket. So it'll, like, we've looked into putting a door there, and it, it it's such a weird angle and cut yeah. that, like, it was going to cost us, like, five grand to put a door in. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not worth it. So yeah. we'll just keep the sound blankets there. Yeah. yeah that'll be dope. Yeah. It's a cool spot just because it's, it's, it's close to everything. For sure. That people like. For sure. I mean, no matter what it is, you want to go eat. There's restaurants around one of the bars right down the street. You For get sure. some grocery shopping right across the street. Whatever it is, it's, yeah. it's just a neat mm-hmm. location. What made y'all, I don't know if we talked about that when we first met y'all, but what made y'all pick that location? Yeah, it was, uh, so for Media Pouch, I had our office out of Industrious for a couple of years, and then that lease came up, and I was I didn't want to stay there because I, the team was just like growing and, um, yeah, I just wanted like more space basically. Mm-hmm. And um, Jake and I had talked about doing a studio, and that office specifically that we're in now, like the studios in, that was one of my previous clients' office, mm-hmm. and he moved out of it, and I had remember. Yeah, he told me that they were moving out of it, and then I went and walked it with him because I was curious for some reason why, like, what it looked like, but it was, like, all just white walls and everything, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was like, this is perfect. I'm like, this could literally be a photo video studio, this could be a lounge, this Mm -hmm. could be the editing bay room, and this could be a podcast studio, Mm -hmm. and... I mean, actually, originally, like, Jake and I were talking about this the other day, originally, that room that's the office now is going to be the media pouch office and then the studio the podcast studio room is going to be the q6 mm. media office and then we're just going to have the lounge and the mm. photo studio mm. we weren't mm. even going to do a, a pod- podcast yeah. we weren't yeah. even going to do a podcast studio <laughs> just because it's so popular and it's like i'm no. still in demand but it's well we jake ended up signing a lease for Q6 at a different place. So it Before we, yeah, he did that before we even got into that place and so mm-hmm. things just changed. Um, so then we had to think about what are we going to put in that room. Mm-hmm. And him and I were both still filming a good chunk of podcasts, so you know, why not just put in yeah. a podcast studio? And that, that That's where the whole thought came from was we're tired of like going out like lug like you know what it is like you gotta yeah. pack up all the gear you gotta Move go it. to the other studio go to the home office go to the office whatever it is wherever yeah. that person is you gotta set it all up mm-hmm. three cameras three mics all the lights mm-hmm. and then you gotta like 
got to be you, the videographer, or somebody else there doing it. Or, like, you've got a videographer and live switcher. Mm-hmm. Or, if you don't do that, then you've got a videographer manning the cameras, and then mm-hmm. you got to still bring it back and still edit it. Yep. And sit there like a monkey and go, one, mm-hmm. two, three. <laughs> and, you know, you got to break down the gear. you got to haul it back. you got to edit mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. It's just... I loved podcasts because that's what, like, built... That was a good section of the revenue that built Media Pouch in the beginning because mm-hmm. it was, like, monthly recurring, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, it got to a point where I was spending way too much time doing it, and so was the team, and I'm like, this is just not profitable for us to do, and yeah. so I stopped doing it. And Jake and I were just pumped just to have a pod studio, mm-hmm. and you guys come to us. Like, we're not yeah. going to you. Like, you come to us. Like, yeah. we got it set up, and then... One thing led to another, and we were just, like, tinkering with, how do we just automate this process? Mm-hmm. And uh, even in the beginning, there was, we were, we had Googled, like, <laughs> like auto-switching for podcasts, and there was really nothing out there. There was one app that we used mm-hmm. in the very beginning. There was an app, but it had to be run on your phone, and it was the most janky setup ever <laughs> that we were running, because we were, like, running that entire system through this like, through the podcaster, mm-hmm. like, the Zoom podcaster, P8, and then that was, like, linked to the phone app, but it was it's so horrible. That's crazy. <laughs> There's a new, there was a new, well, I guess AI's still jumping, but when it was really jumping, when it first, like, it was a thing, there was a new software that came out was, it was called Autopod, mm-hmm. and I yeah. tried that, but I, I couldn't figure it out, I couldn't get it to work, but I guess, I think the reason why is because you get to have two different audios. Or you, yeah. Or, yeah, for it to work because sure. it, it will pick up the audios and then just cut from there. But um, I couldn't figure out how to, like, split the audio if I even could. Uh, so it, I couldn't even get it to work. And yeah. I think that was the issue was because I only yeah. had one audio. Yeah, it's probably one of those things, too, where you're going to have to detach the audio from yeah. every single clip and then, like, three separate audios, three separate. Yeah. Yeah, and just upload it that way. Yeah. It probably worked that way, maybe. I knew some people that, yeah, they did uh, – they were doing podcasts, and but they still just did like maybe like one boom mic, or it was like like they were taking the audio from that camera, and the audio from that camera, and the audio from that camera, but those cameras' audios were picking up everybody's feed, so yeah. it couldn't like mm-hmm. properly cut it. So you've got to, you know, na- you know, if you had like the Rode Wireless Go or like mm-hmm. the DJI right Wireless mm-hmm. Go, boom, boom, mm-hmm. perfect. Like then you're set, and like that's probably the easiest way to do that or a setup like this if you didn't have the auto switching software yeah yeah but even then a setup like this is <laughs> still hard to figure out yeah. I'm, I, yeah i don't know how y'all did it but hey yeah. y'all did it and that's what makes y'all different that's what stands it's, out it's really simple it's just cam one mic one cam two mic two i guess <laughs> cam three cam I mic guess three intricacies of like going into the board yeah and then doing all that yeah yeah you know it's uh it's definitely not my strong suit with the audio. Like, I, I'm good with figuring out all the video aspects yeah. and whatnot. And Jake definitely had a little bit more audio experience there. And But then now, I mean, he just dove into it and figured it out. Yeah. You know, but and it's dope, too, because it's also, like, it's with anything. Once you, like, you know you want to do this, like, you sure. just, that's all you think about. It's all you want to do is, like, I got to figure this out. I got to figure yeah. this out. I got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like I said, we're setting up, uh, I'm setting up a virtual a podcast for one of the shows that we do and I got the cam link 
and I plug it into my camera, and on the screen it kept showing all the all the HUD stuff. So it showed like the grid, it showed the zebra lines, it showed everything. Yeah. And I was like, how do I get this off? And I looked it up online, and it it's, it was called like DIS, DISP. Yeah. And you go, and it says like turn off everything on the background, the display, yeah. mm-hmm. but it still keeps the the ISO, the shutter speed, and the aperture mm-hmm. on the bottom. And I was like, dude, what the heck? And I was just going through the camera, figuring out. It took me like an hour and a half to figure it out. But I went through every single setting, and nothing online helped me. Like, this was a Sony camera. Or yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I had like to go through the HDMI. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I know it by heart. It's the HDMI one. Yeah, I had to go to the HDMI. Because it's called Ryan. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, I had to go to the. I went, then I was like, eventually I got to the HDMI, and I, I, what well, I don't even remember what it's called, but I turned that off and it turned yeah. off everything. And, and then I was like, okay, turn off everything on here. Let me go back to the DISP and turn back everything on there and see if it's something on the screen. It did, and I was like, thank the Lord. Yeah. And I figured that out. But just stuff like that, like once you're like into something, For sure. you just want to finish it. Yeah, finish it and figure it out. Like, especially when you start working with different products and stuff like that, everything's different, you know, and then these manufacturers, to be different, they make stuff overly complicated at times and not yeah. as compatible with other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you guys started, um, you had started Pouch Sticks downtown Austin. Yep. Um, and that's when we first met you guys, like a year from now. Really. Yeah. I think like a little over a year now. Yeah. But when we first met you guys, you guys had really just started that podcast and then, or that podcast studio. And then now it's rolled into, you know, what we're in now today. I guess, like, what's that journey been like, you know, because I know it blew up and then, you yeah. know, it's giving you guys some crazy opportunities. So, yeah, I mean, it just, um, it's funny because we, Jake and I, both thought that the photo video studio was going to blow up, not the podcast studio. <laughs> and here we are, like the pod, the podcast studio is what blew everything up. Um, but we also, I, you know, I think a really big part of like how we blew up so quick was because we got really lucky on literally the first day that we were open, mm-hmm. the night before. So it, it was the night of October sixth. Jake and I are, like, literally, like, putting the final touches on the studio. Like, mm-hmm. not even 100, like, it's, like, 99% mm-hmm. done. And we get a booking come in from a bay, and it was with, you know, from, uh, yeah, it was from, yeah, who was it? Yeah, Danny Miranda. But we mm-hmm. had no idea who he was at the time yeah. or anything, and, like, he didn't put his guests on there or anything like that. And um, he ended up, bringing in Cody Sanchez and Zach Prograbs and, like, mm-hmm. Caleb somebody, which are all four, like, big podcasters, YouTubers, mm-hmm. and um, just content creators. And obviously, like, just tapped into that and, you know, how it works with, you know, yeah. influencer marketing. Yeah. And then it just snowballed. And then mm-hmm. we had, you know, I mean, we've, we've literally had some of the biggest names, like, from celebrities to influencers to podcasters, videographers, content creators. Like, you name it. Like, we had Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, that was a dream come true. Like, whenever I was first starting off in video, I'm like, one day I'm going to work with, like, F1. F1. Mm-hmm. Like, You're a big F1 fan? I, yeah, I, I wasn't as big back then. I just saw the opportunity of, like, mm-hmm. Red Bulls in F1, and, like, I want to, like, be from Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I needed, like, I needed to compete there somehow, some way. So, that's why F1 was on my, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, radar. Yeah. Um, but I didn't start watching F1 until um, 
don't know, maybe like two years ago or something. So was it the show? Yeah. That's how, I mean, yeah. for me, because I started watching the show, and that's what I was like, hey, watch the show. And then, like, at first, Carl's going to get into it. I was like, just give another chance. Watch yeah. the show. And well, with the drama. Well, you've been in the F1 for, well, for a while now. just in the, in the cars and vehicles, because I just like cars and stuff. Yeah. But, like, I didn't really get into, like, F1, I think, until the show, because it, it made it, like, I don't know, it just brought it to America. It humanized it. Yes. It and, humanized it. You know? For sure. And now it's so, so much video. coverage yeah. on it now. And then we obviously have, well, you know, started in the Americas here in yeah. Austin, and then they opened up Miami this year, and then Vegas this year. Yep. So now we have three tracks in America, and it's just blown up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're the favorite track. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. It's uh, F1, F1. Miami and Las Vegas are both street circuits. Yeah. And I don't think the drivers are big street circuit fans. There's only a couple of them. Yeah. Like. yeah. And then um, come with the street circuit, you come with natural roads. So, yeah. I mean, Vegas and then you can nice do, yeah, you can, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's sparks um, flying everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, you can do as much as you can. But at the end of the day, it's it's it's, it's the natural road that gets driven on every day by people. Yeah. Um. So it's it, it's gonna have a lot of wear and tear versus like Coda, where it's probably taken care of. For sure, it's meant for that. Yeah, it's yeah. meant for that. Yeah. Um. So a lot of the drivers do like our track in general. Like that's one of the favorite tracks because it's fast as well. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what was that experience like? Because he he said because I this past two years really I was off I was off Instagram. Yeah. uh, And then I just recently got back on at the beginning of the year. But he sent me, like, looks. And I was like, bro, what? And y'all just had (laughs) the goat just walk in and uh, y'all just did a photo shoot with him. And so what what was that like? Uh, Pretty wild, actually. Like, um, a lot of uh, really something, like, I've never experienced before, like, from a production standpoint, I mean, like, there was a lot of, like, details that went into it, let alone working with that high of, like, that high profile of a celebrity. I mean, yeah. it was, um, we, pro- we probably had, I think it was, like, three or four calls with the Mercedes and um, Team Viewer teams, because Team Viewer was the ones who actually contracted us out. Mm, and that's then, their sponsor, right? Yeah, the yeah. one of the responses. Yep, Team Viewer is the one mm-hmm. that you can see like the individual video feeds from mm-hmm. inside of each cockpit, and so mm-hmm. they um, they're the ones who contract us out, and then we had to do meetings with them, and then we had to do meetings with the actual like Mercedes Patronus team, um, and then it that turned into once it was closer to Lewis like coming in. Um, both of those teams, plus Lewis's security bodyguards, came to the studio. And we had to, like, show them the facility. Like, we had to show them, like, all of the security that we had, like, from, like, the CCTV cameras to, like, the locks on the doors to, like, the alleyway. Like, mm. we had to plan with them, like, okay, this is how he's going to arrive. This is how he's going to exit. This mm. is how we're going to minimize, like, if there's paparazzi and stuff. Like, I mean, wow. there was a lot that went into it. How and hard was it being that building just like a community building, so to say? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, relatively easy because it's a relatively pretty quiet yeah, building, no doubt. to be honest. Um, it is. So, you know, they brought him in through the front door, and so he had his two bodyguards. I mean, they literally, like, both of them came in, they dropped him off, and then the one bodyguard's at this stairwell, and then the other bodyguard's at the other stairwell. Like, quite literally blocking people off from coming <laughs> by our studio while wow. he was in there. 
Um, it was pretty crazy. Before we started filming, um, I had to get, use the restroom, and so I, you know, obviously like popped outside of our studio yeah. and go use the restroom. The one bodyguard was sitting, and he just like jumps up and like boom, like just big chest out, like getting ready to like run at me. I'm like, oh, it's just me, man. He's like. Like, oh, okay. How are you doing today? I'm like, I'm mean, good. good, but you almost gave me a heart attack. No, no doubt. Like, seeing like celebrity bodyguards, like they, dude, they don't mess everything. Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't. Those do. I would. I would never go up against those guys. Like, no. Hell no. I mean, no. They, they do not mess around. And um, so yeah, there was that aspect of it. The other aspect was like. You're working with, um, you know, I, I really, I, you know, after this experience, I think celebrities are just like not, uh, they don't live in the real world no. in the sense of like they don't understand what reality is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it's like I had to go and buy like $500 worth of like basically like food, you know, but like, you know, what they call the rider list. And it had to be like vegan, non dairy. He's vegan. He's vegan. Yeah. yeah. So like, all of it had to be vegan, gluten free, dairy free. Nothing could be in plastic. Super clean. Like not like the water had to be in either glass or metal or aluminum. Um, you know, like it was like just very specific things. Yeah. Just, just like pulling my hair out like forty eight hours yeah. before, like leading up to the shoot. Because then I had to go, like go buy actual silverware because I won't touch plastic. So like literally I had to go buy a set of silverware, like buy these like trays for the veggies and stuff. And uh, you know comes in and we turned the podcast studio into a green room specifically for him. Like he needed a green room, so like we took everything out except for <laughs> like the chairs and then just even that big light in there. So it was like, that's actually a pretty cool green room. Like, I wish we would have taken a picture of it. But, um, but yeah, it turns out he doesn't even eat, touch any of the food or the waters or anything. I'm like, fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it's like, if you don't buy you it. You don't have it. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, well, there goes, like, your shot. Yeah. You know? No, but exactly. Like, next, when they're, next year when they come, like, hey, we really like you and love yep. the work that you did. We're coming back. Yeah, definitely. And I that's, mean, you guys. No, go for it. And that's the thing, too, with, like, F1 drivers. Like, a lot of them, for the most part, are friends. So, you never know. That could lead to an opportunity of getting more drivers in there to work with, sure. more brands, you know, more opportunities. So, you got to make sure you get that chance. You got to just go all in like you did. 100%. And yeah. I mean, they were – both both teams were, like, thoroughly impressed with, like, the experience. And then, obviously, like, the actual video aspect mm-hmm. deliverable and stuff. So, it definitely um, – you know, we have a relationship with – uh, both Team Viewer and Mercedes Patronus now. Really. Yeah. I feel very confident that yeah. when they come in next was, year. Was uh, Netflix there or no? Um, Are you allowed to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, Netflix wasn't there, but Netflix is in there and somewhere in the conversation. I just can't say much. No, there. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, absolutely. just for you, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, what, when you work with just high people like that, like, and it's somebody of his magnitude, uh, how hard is it just to, like, not be nervous? Or not be a fanboy? And not be a fanboy. Yeah, boy, absolutely. Yeah. That. I'll, I mean, look, I'll, I'll be real. Like, I mean, I was, like, stoked. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. hell yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to get the, like the Tom Brady, the Michael Jordan, the LeBron James. Yeah, like F1. F1. But even, like, he's bigger than those guys because, like, he's, like, 
there's 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 American sports mm-hmm. and American celebrities, but then there's like international global, sports, yeah, like Messi global. and Ronaldo, Louis Hamilton, him up there, yeah, with oh, sure. guys. Like, yeah. and that it's an even bigger layer or bigger level. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was stoked about it, um, but I'm also like trying in the moment. I'm trying to like set my expectations low so that there's, like, no disappointment there. Because, you know, the mm-hmm. worst thing that I can do is set my expectations really high of, like, oh, maybe I'll get a picture. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I'll mm-hmm. get an autograph or he'll give us a shirt or something. Like, yeah. that's, like, you know, realize that that's not the right expectation I can have yeah. there and that it's uh, – I just need to focus on doing what we promised mm-hmm. that we were going to do and what, what these guys paid us for. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you know, I – I did expect at least, like, maybe a, hey, I'm Lewis, how are you, what's your name, or, like, a fist bump, or, like, a handshake, or something simple, um, but not even that, you know, like, it's uh, a little disappointing with the yeah. the, the experience there, yeah. but, you know, I have to, I put myself in his shoes, and, mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are flying all around the world, all the time. All the time. They're constantly in front of the camera, they're constantly reading ads. You know, and for them to, um, because they're getting shuffled around so many places, not that they don't care about the people around them and who they're working with, but for them, it's like, I think they have to realize, where am I going to exert energy at? What's worth my energy Mm -hmm. and what's worth, like, my bandwidth and my brain? And that's, I think, just something that um, those guys realize like hey I'm not I just can't afford to put this much energy into this person because I'm 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 gonna literally work with them for like thirty minutes and be bounced. Yeah. yeah. And so, then just especially yeah. someone of his caliber that is much more than just a driver. A lot of these drivers are like popular and famous because they're good at the sport, but like Lewis is, you know, fashion. Like he's gonna have a yep. twenty, thirty year career app when he retires from F one just because of the way he's positioned himself. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he's got multiple business interests brands, like, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. If you are allowed to talk about it, what was it for? Uh, there's two things. Uh, I can talk about the one. Um, the one was for internal video messages for Team Viewer. Um, the other one is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. So none of it worked for, like, okay. <laughs> oh, so, well, I guess, was it for, like, anything for F1? Like, I didn't know if they were, like, do like I don't know. There is there's some segments that are about F one. Okay. Yeah. That, That's dope. Yeah. That was it just him or is George Russell there too? Yeah, just Lewis. Just Lewis. Just Lewis. Yeah. Toto. No. No. Dang, that'd be cool too. Yeah. I thought he would have gave you. Yeah. I asked if he was going to come actually because, uh, but no, he. I guess in the beginning he was considering. Or they were trying to work them into it, but just didn't work out. So that's okay. Yeah, I wonder this if uh, 2024. We'll, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, hopefully. If F1 sees it or Netflix is what else they like hire you on, like y'all's media team. Hey, y'all come like, at least do pictures or videos of like when they're in the uh, cockpit or the uh, yeah. paddock or any of that. Mm-hmm. That'd be dope. Yeah, I, that'd be dope. I think I think that's a real possibility too, mm-hmm. just because now we've we've established a re- relationship with them. Mm-hmm. They, they thought we were great to work with, yeah. provided a great experience, provided value, the footage came out good. Mm-hmm. Now they know that they can count on a local team mm-hmm. to, like, maybe, you know, integrate more of that in somewhere. Because this was all really, like, last minute, too, yeah. like, how we even got it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was 
realistically like three weeks before F1. Did y'all have to go through like any background checks or anything? Because it's not, I mean, it's kind of yeah. the same. It's not, I used to be a plumber and um, we have some big people who live here. Yeah. So anytime it was like a celebrity or a higher name, um, we would have to get background checks and send it off to like make sure we were never been to prison, never done yeah. any of this and that before we went into the house and worked on their house. Yeah, we didn't have to do all that. Uh, thank God. <laughs> I don't the piss out of me, but um, <laughs> we didn't have to sign. Like, there was a lot of paperwork to be yeah. signed. And, NDA. Yeah, that and, like, some other things. And uh, getting wire transfers set up with a European mm, entity as well. Yeah. I found that that was a little bit trickier than oh, yeah. normal. So, but, you know, all good things. I'm happy. Like, oh, there's no, one no, job you all to have fun with. What's that? I said, I think there's one driver you ought to have fun with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Danny Ricardo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he would have been fun. I think any fun. of those guys would yeah. be fun yeah. to work with, yeah. honestly. They're just, I don't know, like, yeah, I think they just are more outgoing is because they get to travel around the world and do different things and yeah. different things and different, culture. different cultures and people yeah, and all sure. that. Um, at the same time, I feel like it does kind of suck because, like, you're not home because it's like, the American sports, all right, we yeah. go city, 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 or right, back home for three days, and I can sleep in my own bed. It's like, sure. we're going to country, country, country. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, it's got to be rough. I mean, I... The jet I, lag, oh my gosh. Yeah, well, I mean, their jet lag's different, though, because they're yeah, actually jets, and they're... they're like, yeah, they can actually sleep. Lewis's jet is... Is that crazy? Like, make a difference? Like, a plane versus, like, a jet? Well, imagine having your own jet with your own bed on. Like, like you can yeah. sleep, yeah. And it's going to... Fly probably as smooth as What's possible. You won't even know. Uh, no, dog mm-hmm. wasn't there. I guess the dog stays back somewhere. Someone watches the dog whenever he travels. So dog doesn't travel with them. So I guess too, like you guys, you know, blew up with the podcasting space, and we just talked about you know sh- you shooting content for specific brands and stuff. Yep. Um, what's that balance been like for you? Because we know you have uh, your own media company as well. But how's that been managing um, media pouch and um, pouch chicks? It's like the differences there. Yeah, it's uh, definitely has its days where it's more challenging. But then there's, um, I'd say most of the time, like 95% of my time, energy, effort, priority is in the studio. Um, I've got Media Pouch pretty optimized mm-hmm. to just run without me. Like I, That's great. I keep it, I, I've specifically kept it very small and nimble, though. Like, mm-hmm. I went from having a team of, like, seven to now I just have a team of two others. You know, like, I have one videographer and one editor, and they're really good at what they do, and they do those things really well. And, like, you know, we'll only work with, like, three ongoing clients at one time right for right now. Um because that's what's manageable. Mm-hmm. Like, that's manageable for them. Like, the videographer to go out and do his thing, shoot, and that's manageable for the editor to take that footage and edit it without missing timelines or anything. And that's very manageable for me to not have to, like, put in too much work there. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I'm just really hopping on some sales calls occasionally and then doing, you know, just customer engagement yeah networking and shaking yep. hands and stuff like that exactly so yeah. I, haven't, I haven't put too much effort in the media pouch over the last 12 months and that's fine that's cool um i've just realized that this company is going to be so much bigger and that's like it's way more like it's worth a lot more of my time to put my 
yeah. energy here in this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it won't be an immediate thing, but like when we sell this thing, yeah, it'll be yeah. worth a lot of money for the software, for mm-hmm. the studios, for everything else that we got coming up. Mm-hmm. Like, I see the roadmap to an exit or acquisition or yeah. sale with this company and mm-hmm. the media pouch. And just in particular, like just video production, I think it's really hard to scale those companies and then exit. Um, I will say with Media Pouch, the plan is to get to 10 monthly recurring clients by the end of Q1 and then sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then just focus all in on this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, just building it up, like, I guess just take us back a little bit. Like, how did you even get into all of this video, stuff, or, video, yeah. um, being a freelancer, starting your own company, like all of it. Yeah. Um, was at Amazon for a while and then was just very unfulfilled there with the work I was doing, even though I like was getting all the, hitting all the KPIs of success and yeah. corporate, mm-hmm. you know, like getting the promotions oh, yeah, and yeah. everything. And, uh, I was just really unfulfilled because I, like, really, once I got into finance there, I automated myself out of a job and was just, like, pushing a button and playing ping pong, like, five hours a day with my boss and his other bosses and stuff. I'm yeah. like, this is dumb. Yeah. I'm like, this is, like, a waste of time. I'm making great money. Like, yeah. I got all this stock. I'm, like, cool, financially set, but, like, I'm, I cannot picture the rest of my life like this. It yeah. sounds weird, but it's feels like, yes, you're making all this money, yes, you have a degree, yes, you have a good job, but it's, when you're not doing anything, it feels like you're doing nothing with your life. Dude. That's what it is. So bored. Yeah. So bored out of my mind. Even though I was traveling all the time, and like, I just was not fulfilled by it. And uh, I then went on, I went over to the Yacht Week in Croatia with my buddies, and up until that point, I had always dabbled in photo and not really video. And then before that trip, I bought a drone. So I'm like, well, this is just going to be sick. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be island hopping on yachts. <laughs> and, like, we're going to be in Croatia and the Mediterranean Sea. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be some cool shit to just fly a drone for. And I put the drone up the first night I'm there, capture a cool sunset, and then post it to Instagram. The marketing director for the Yacht Week shows up on our yacht. She's like, hey, is this you? Yeah, our videographer didn't show up this week. Would you mind using your drone to grab some content for for us? And here's a brand new GoPro, and we'll yeah we'll we'll get you guys into like the VIP section of the parties and stuff this week. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, like I say okay, like it, it was easy, but yeah, in no my doubt. head I'm like, oh my god, this lady has no clue. That I just bought this. Oh, yeah, you I'm it, like, man. I don't even know I'm gonna crash this thing. No, no, no doubt. <laughs> and. uh <laughs> that entire story. <laughs> I lost the GoPro at the end of the week with all the footage. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I still had so much content from, from the, the drone. drone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah I was right. able to like put something together. Did you tell her? Oh yeah. You yeah, they to? were trying to like charge me for it. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I just gave you my time. I'm like, I'm not paying for this three hundred dollar GoPro. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the time for free? Well, I don't know if we're free, but for free essentially. Yeah. Because you're going on there. I'm assuming for a vacation, I'm assuming? Yeah, no, I was and there. For, to a, and then it turned into a job. You asked me to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. on a vacation. Like, no take-backs. Yeah. <laughs> Did you realize you get to keep some of the footage for yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have it to this day. Yeah. I mean, the video I put together for him, actually, uh, they ran a video. Or it was like a 
post Yacht Week video contest, and the video I made actually placed like number four, I think, out of everybody. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, anyways. <laughs> uh, by the end of that week, I realized that I had a lot of fun filming, flying the drone. Everybody wanted to be on this damn GoPro, and like it was, it was just crazy. Like everybody wanted to be on this video, and I had realized that this content creation thing, like this is this is what's gonna like take off. Like mm-hmm. this is what it's no longer. Cause like for a while with photography, it was like, uh, don't take my photo. Like I don't want to be on photo. Like it was also kind of the like dirty grandpa thing like mm. you know what i'm saying like stereotype like yeah like okay kids come take your school yeah. yearbook picture mm. and grab your home mm. <laughs> like you know I, I could never imagine myself doing it whenever it was like that but then that trip changed it for me and um you know i just realized that i want to have a media production team that has like an adventure team real estate team supercar team like all these different yeah. things to go film and uh so I gave myself like a year to quit Amazon from that point and built me like basically like just put in the foundation work for media pouch um, while I was still there at Amazon while I had like a safety net. And mm-hmm. that was good, but I knew that I was never going to like take the leap into entrepreneurship unless, it, unless I like actually le- legit left media pouch. Yeah. And so I did. And then also, one of my biggest dreams was just to live in Australia. Like, I had that as a childhood dream, and I knew it. If I didn't do it at that point in time, I probably would never do it. Mm-hmm. So that I literally left Amazon. Two weeks later, I, I'm on my one-way ticket flight to Sydney. You know, like, just two suitcases. And so I lived over there for five and a half months, and then that entire five and a half months was really for me to build a portfolio, like watch the full-time filmmaker courses and videos and just really dial in on like what, like how I was going to film things and like edit and like just practice. And luckily I came back in November of 2019, which was right before COVID mm-hmm. shut the world down in February. You didn't get stuck or anything over there. I, you know, it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Like I wasn't the happiest about coming back, but like ran into like some visa issues and mm-hmm. it just, it wasn't going to be worth it. And so, but you know, God's got a plan. So no doubt. You just, uh, I just listened to it. And, um, so yeah, came back, COVID happened. COVID makes media pouch take off. You know, um, and then yeah, now like looking back between then and now, like what have we done? Like, I've, you know, we've shot, a lot. yeah, like we've shot, we've got the real estate stuff, we've got the supercar stuff, we've got, you know, the cannabis stuff, the crypto stuff, the like you just name it. Like I feel like I've filmed it. You know, whether it's out of the helicopters, the Lambos, like the yachts, like I've gotten the. I pursued that dream, like, and I, mm-hmm. I did that thing, and I'm happy with it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, now we're here, right? And it's because I, I just wanted something more. Because mm-hmm. um, for me, it's been, a been, it's been about, like, building the media empire. Like, mm-hmm. every brand should have, like, a Gucci, a Nike, and then a Walmart, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got your high ticket, your medium ticket, and then your low ticket. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, media pouch is Gucci. And then the studio is Nike, and then 
the Walmart will be like whatever force I create in the future. Okay. And that way I've got my pyramid there. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Not to say that another pyramid. Yeah, be no doubt. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. It's kind of like the roadmap sure. and stuff. For sure. So you you said you dabbled in photography. Yeah. Like when you just quit Amazon and like left, did you know enough about cameras yeah. or is that Definitely. what the whole? Definitely. Like I I say dabbled, but I picked up a camera whenever I was fourteen and was shooting sports photography for a sports photography startup back in St. Louis. And realistically, I also uh, had my own photography business whenever I was 17 and did like $30,000 with it that, that year. And I was like, all right, I think I can do that. Oh, yeah. So like, but I, I put it to the side kind of in college and then while I was at Amazon. Um, so, yeah, I knew the video thing was very new, though, and that's, yeah. that's why I bought Full-Time Filmmaker. I had no clue what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to learn this somehow. And mm-hmm. like YouTube at the time, there's a lot of good YouTube content now for yeah. like how to start off. But like in the beginning, like we're talking like 2017, not so much. Yeah, you know, like full time filmmaker was really the only only thing out there. Well, even now too, I feel like there's way more videographers running around than photographers. Like there are still photographers running around too, and people that can do both. But I think now with social media just exploding over the last really four years with like short form content like reels tiktok shorts so there's nowadays you can buy you know like a zv1 put in auto vertical sit on your couch and shoot some you know short form content i think now everyone's like chasing that dopamine rush from like creating a video i mean the lifestyle videos you see now like people making fun of like the guy going to target and, and stuff like that but now everyone and now with the phones too like you can take the new iPhone, like shoot in prologue, like really good yeah. color. Like, I was the shooting. IPhones are so good. I was shooting with it the other day. I went to Sammy's at a Thai restaurant, and I was just like shooting, and I was like, "This is blowing my mind. How good this is!" Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You asked how I got here, mm-hmm. and let's segue that right there because yeah. that is a big piece of why I started kind of taking my foot off the gas with Media Pouch because I could tell in the marketplace that. I saw a lot more brands and companies investing into, like, UGC, uh, user-generated content. Okay. Um, and they were – not that there was any uh, – you know, I wasn't envious of that, but what I saw was, like, the UGC content was getting those brands and companies, like, a way higher ROI, like, return on investment. Like, something that, you know, I built Media Pouch off of was that we – like could get ROIs with our videos, like we knew what we were doing, and we still do. But the UGC was just providing like a like stupid return. I'm like, how do you compete with that? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, how do I justify my ten thousand dollar video that I'm selling you to do? You know, three, four, five x what you paid for, but then you can pay this UGC creator like maybe like one, two grand and get like a hundred x. Like. You know, it makes you feel a little guilty in that sense. Um, but I saw that shifting. And so I also saw the shift of, like, everybody's going vertical. And I'm like, I hate putting this horizontal video into vertical. And, like, you miss all of this other stuff. I'm like, this mm-hmm. pisses me off. And all that being said, right, like, the iPhones look better. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's improving. Like, this is really where the market's going to go. It's going to go towards, like, 
UGC, like personal, like people are going to do personal brands. Everything's about to get just like more individualized and brands are not going to like be paying production companies to like for these big vi- shoot, big video shoots, right? Like not as much anymore. Like there's mm-hmm. always going to be a need for it, but it's not going to be as much. And then you also had like, you have all these content creators, content creators, and videographers like hitting the market now and so now it's getting even more saturated Mm -hmm. and so for me it's like okay if the pie is getting sliced again and there's more of it getting allocated over here how do i get my slice and so enter couch six studios okay if all you guys are going to create your own content that's fine but where are you going to do it you know Mm -hmm. like how are you going to do it so let's create a studio where you can come and make your own content with all of our equipment in our space so it's super easy like cool don't worry about buying anything don't worry about the gear don't worry about the tech like just come do it with us so that's why we did the photo video studio and the podcast studio yeah i mean it makes a lot of sense to just because I mean, I look at it, I'm always, you know, with us and opinionated, just like looking looking for ways to not only evolve our content, but to make it monetary to where yep. we can you know, like have some kind of return on investment. Because for, sure. for us, a lot of it is, you know, getting the content monetized, either that being views, uh, analytics, or sponsorships, whatever that may be. But then also having like a backup plan to be like, we know how to edit, we know how to shoot, we have all the tools and resources. There's so many people out there making content, like you just said, sure. and it's just like, why not create a studio like that or just to, you know, give someone, because yeah. someone might be like, oh, well, you know, $300 shoot a podcast, that might be to them expensive, but then you'd be like, oh, you'd buy it, you know, three, 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 three thousand dollar cameras, yeah. then the thousand plus hours it takes just to learn how to edit. Well, that, All that it's like, okay, time. cool. Like, you're paying one ninety nine an hour with us for your fully produced yes. and edited podcast. Exactly. Because of our cameras and, like, the software. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you come to Media Pouch and you'll, you want me to shoot that same podcast, I'm going to charge you $1,000. Mm-hmm. Like, just straight up. Mm-hmm. Because there, there's a different workhorse involved there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, if somebody does the, like, membership with us on an annual basis, mm-hmm. like, it would save them actually $22,000. Like, and that's just in gear mm-hmm. and, like, the, uh, you know, difference between going with Media Pouch and, and the studio. So it's, yeah. 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 For us, it's cheap and we see the value, but yeah, yeah. you still get the same. Some people are like, oh my God. And like, yeah. I'm like, it's okay. Like, maybe it's not serious. Well, then the time, okay. too. Like, that's, that's when you kind of find there are people who are and aren't because, yeah. Yes, it's expensive, but you have to spend money on yourself to grow yourself. That's like For the biggest sure. thing. And people, I feel like people don't necessarily understand that, but they'll be quick to go to two nights out in a row and spend three hundred dollars. But you get no, like you get no return on that. Like mm-hmm. yeah, you had a good time, but like all your money went to buying alcohol, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather with this, it's like yeah, you spent three hundred dollars. That could be the video that blows you up where you got $3,000 back. Yeah. For sure. And, you, like, and people just don't see it like that. Plus, I think if you spend money, you know, like, on this or equipment or whatever, you're more reluctant to, like, you actually are going to do it. You're going to put the work in because you're like, I'm spending this money. Like, it needs to work for me in some capacity. Sure. So, like, 
pin that fire under you, I think is like a huge thing too with sure. that kind of aspect. Yeah. I, we, I personally put 40 grand into the yeah. downtown studio and then we financed 40 grand on this one. Like, yeah. It's the same fire like when you left uh, Amazon. It's like, sure. all right, well, it just has to work because if it doesn't, then I'm not going to have any money. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing. For sure. And this is like at least if all else fails, pay myself back at least. You know, it's like you put that in your mindset and then everything else is a plus yeah. if you do that too because it's like you, you broke even, now you're profiting, yeah. you know. Um so with this studio, I I had talked to you like in passing and stuff now, and it's been good to see you a lot more now since yeah. I, because I'm over here now, and now you've been over here a lot too. Um, I guess what's like the plan with you know expansion and you know other studios because it's the second one. So is there yeah. any other ones in the future you guys are trying to do, or could you, if you can talk about that? Or yeah, there's two more potential lined up for for this year, probably. Uh, Second one would come Q2, and then the third one will come in uh, at the start of Q4 this okay. year. Um, knock on wood, everything goes to plan yeah. with this one, and then yeah, as long as as long as there's Thursday night goes well and this month goes well, then like yeah, we'll we'll, we'll definitely be expanding pretty quick. Yeah. Um, bigger line item though is really um, the software, and that's that's where we're gonna. Yeah, there, there's. There's a few big things in the works. Like mm-hmm. one is taking that software that we created and figuring out how to license it to like any studio company, whoever mm-hmm. wants it, right? Like just like I could pay for Adobe, like thirty yeah. bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm not saying we're gonna license our shit for thirty bucks <laughs> a month, but like uh, figuring that piece out will be huge. And then we also want to, you know put even more of these studios around the country, but in a franchise model, you know, kind of yeah. like, like um, cool. you know, McDonald's in the sense where we'll go in and buy the commercial real estate and then build these things and then we'll franchise them. Um, yeah, and then there's, um, you know, potential for... We've met a lot of cool people over the last oh, 15 yeah. months, you know? Like, we've had some cool conversations, and you start to really understand the market and mm-hmm. kind of, like, how to navigate that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You get to understand, like, some bigger pain points from some bigger people mm-hmm. that, you know, your mind wasn't even thinking about until you had this conversation with them. And all, all I'll say on this one is, like, there's a big opportunity for some management on some things. Yeah. So. When y'all... When you and Jared, because y'all didn't know each other before y'all moved here, right? Or y'all did? I don't remember. Yeah, so Jake and I met actually like back in 20, 2020 or 2021. Yeah. Because um, we, we had a mutual client actually. When we were yeah, like, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, I ended up like coaching, mentoring him and his business partner at Q6 and then um, ended up convincing them to move to Austin and then that's how we met and everything. When y'all when you told him to move, he moved and y'all start top six, like did y'all 
obviously the goal is to like what it is now, but yeah. in 15 months, or even 12 months, or not even well, 6 like, months, when you, even. Well, like when you first moved here, like, Pouch Sticks was not even a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Pouch Sticks has only been in, in existence like for, year. like, since October 7th of 2022. Yeah. 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 So, did y'all even envision of what it is, like, now, when y'all first no. started it? Like, did y'all no. even, like, y'all meet these people, y'all would have this room, booked no. out for X amount of days, X amount of hours at a time. <laughs> no. Like, your first guest being these big, like, when, how did he even find y'all? Did y'all even put, like, we were, y'all, I know y'all y'all do the Google thing, but was there any other marketing behind it? Like, how to yeah. get people, like, to come to it? Yeah, we, there's, uh, we listed the, stu- there's kind of like the Airbnbs mm-hmm. for, yeah. like, Studios and so there's like Pure Space, and Gigster, and so it, I listed the studio on all three of those platforms, and then that booking came in from a bay, the one and only. <laughs> Believe it or not, the one and only from a, from that platform was the first day that we ever opened. That's crazy. Um, but did we envision this? No. Uh, Jake and I were very happy to just have a studio for his company and my company. To just have a place to shoot at and not not pay a bunch of yep. like uh, rental time in studios. Mm-hmm. Really, the appeal to me at the time was that in 2021, I had spent about like it was like 35 grand that year just on studio rentals, and I'm like, wow, I'm like that's that's not a small number, you know? Like, mm-hmm. what if I just had my own studio to like yeah. just like just go there and shoot? And I don't have to pay like to use it. Um, the same thing with Jake, right? Like Jake was pretty happy with that too. And, um, the plan was really just for media pouch to pay half and Q6 to pay half. And we were just going to list the studio. Um, we all, we knew that it needed to be its own entity just for, you know, just financial reasons and, mm-hmm. uh, legalities. But, you know, we just listed it on those platforms because we we're, we were happy if, it brought in a little money, and then that was less money that Jake and I were going to have to pay out of our company's pockets. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Like, we were happy if the $4,000 a month rent was paid for through a few bookings. Like, we really were. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you just wanted it to yourself. It just turned yeah, out yeah. to be yeah. more than what it was. And I mean, and I think that's why it took off, too, is because Jake and I really just focused on our problems. Like, we weren't trying to. We didn't go into this trying to like go make a bunch of money, and we weren't yeah. trying to go solve the solve a huge problem. Like we were, we were just focused on like what studios have we really loved and that they did really well, and what studios did we not like and they didn't do well, and what other problem like what's just a cool badass studio that like we yeah. just want to come to work to every day, you know, and yeah. makes our life easier. And we just started with that, and that's. Um, you know, how we got to working on the, the podcast auto-switching software was, like, we just wanted our job to be easier. And um turns out that's a really big problem for a lot of people. So yeah. here we are today. <laughs> I, th- I think, too, what's helped a lot is I remember when we first met you guys and we, you know, all sat down for three hours and just caught up. And, yeah. you know, super. that's still one of the best conversations that we've ever had, like, yeah. from not only just an advice standpoint, but just – seeing how tangible it is for, you know, us to, like, get into a studio at some point and be able to do something similar just because 
you know, it's very possible. And I feel like for a lot of people, until you, like, see it and visualize it, really don't know how tangible it could be. And um, I think, too, like, with us living in Austin, it's so – everything's so, like, organic here. There's so many, like, now influencers, especially for me and him, because, like, we, we, were, we were raised here, lived here most oh, of yeah, our lives. Right. So, that. like, seeing how much it's changed from, like, all the influencers, all the people moving here, the fitness community is huge here. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, which I what I think this is super crazy. Like, I just joined Collective maybe two months before I, f- I first met you. And then to see, like, this come together, it's, like, crazy to me. But it also shows how... Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it shows how tight-knit the community is, I think, when you are kind of in the realm of people that are, like, very like-minded and similar. Yeah. I think Austin has so many of that that... I know that just helps a lot with, like, the organic, because people are like, oh, like, have you heard of Pop Chicks? I'm like, yeah, I actually, like, know the owner there. They're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, like, he's a cool guy, and it's crazy. People are like, I've never, like, shot there. Like, I'm going to go check it out. And it's word of mouth, like, For it's sure. crazy, honestly. For sure. I've, yeah. I've, I've built both businesses with mm-hmm. referrals, word of mouth, and SEO. Yep. That's all it takes. Yep. SEO is one of those. So that conversation, I still – Think about that conversation all the time, time. and it's a conversation that was dear to my heart. Because I mean, it was it was dope just to like hear y'all just give us game, and then just to hear how y'all got started and where y'all came from and all that. So it was a conversation that I I still hold with me to this day, and just learning some different things. Yeah, um, with SEO being changed perspective on a lot of stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, every video now just. Use SEO. Love that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. SEO is like SEO is so good. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, we've invested a shit ton in SEO for this studio, and we're just now starting to see the mm-hmm. results come from it. So, um, but yeah, back to your point. Like, yeah. Austin's like the small or the biggest small town in the country. You know, like everybody knows each other, and uh, yeah, it's very tight knit. It's mm-hmm. very easy. Like if you're in the right circles, like it's very easy to go meet other people and stuff like that. And you know, uh, having tangible things. Yeah, I mean, I love being, driving the supercars whenever we filmed them because it made that goal so much mm-hmm. more real for me. So there's definitely something about manifesting and then going and seeing and touching and feeling and smelling that thing that mm-hmm. you want. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feels that much better. Yeah, yeah no doubt. You, you think it feels this good, but it really feels this good. For yeah. sure. Yeah, that's dope, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you and proud of you because even then, like that conversation that we had, I'm pretty sure it's that conversation. You said that one of your goals was to film for uh, private jets, and I think it was like what three months later. Four yeah, months it was later, like one of that, that big anger. There's a lot of events was, there. It was relatively quick, but there you are filming for a private yeah. jet company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that ended up. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. What <laughs> What's really funny is actually this week we've got the co-founder CEO of one of the pri- biggest private jet companies coming in to tour the facility. So. This facility? Actually, the downtown one. Trying oh, to get oh, up wow. here to this one. I'm like, hey, like, you might like this one better. And he's like, yeah. no, I love the podcast studio downtown. I'm like, okay, man. I'm like, all good. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be there. Yeah. I also but feel like good. That's just manifestation right yeah, there. Because yeah. I was laughing about that earlier. Like, when that, <laughs> when that tour came in last week, I'm like, no fucking way. I'm like, it just keeps getting better and better and better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every day and every year. 
Oh, or do, do you have a question? Well, no, I just I had a point. I like I think what's what's so cool about you guys being in the studio in the collective. And shout out to all those guys at collective is you like people most people that come in here. One, the gym is not cheap, and then if you come in here, it's like you see elite equipment. You know, it's very private. You got the co-working space downstairs. I just gave Carl because I showed him the south one like last year, and I just gave him the tour of the north one. And like you have, you know, the saunas, the pickleball, co-working, nice gym. Don't forget the cold plunge. You know, cold plunge exactly. And then you come upstairs, and it's like now you have this fully automated, like elite level studio, like high level cameras, the best mics, very nice aesthetic. So if you're like, you know, just someone that you know, cares about themselves, I guess, with, like, fitness, and then, you know, maybe they make content or whatever. It's, like, everything's all in one place, and to be able to put a studio of this magnitude into a gym that gets past people like this with events and then, you know, with the connection with Soho House, it's just, like, a game changer. It really is. Yeah, I mean, Kevin and these guys have really done it right. I mean, there's nothing else like it that I've seen. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's amazing, you know, and it's I think I think people value it for a ton of different reasons, right? Like whether it's the amenities, like what you just listed off, or you know, like Devin always says, you know, you're not making deals out there on the astroturf, then what are you doing here? You know, just yeah, letting yeah. people come here to network. That's and, literally why I joined was the network, yeah, and I met so many people from it. Tons, tons of people here, and it's the right people. You yeah, know? And it's, I think it was like over the weekend. It looked like a damn car show out there. I mean, there's like Lambo Urus, there's like Mercedes, G-Wagon, Q8. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. I'm like, didn't know I was going to the supercar store today. Like, <laughs> was, uh, was there anything special going on this weekend? Or was just, that, no, that's just how that's it just is. That's just the crowd. On a regular <laughs> Thursday, <laughs> I saw, I used to see like this orange, bright orange Urus like throughout the week when I just come work out. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. it's like very casual, you know. It's, yeah, I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, it's a theme, but this is like a gold membership to them. The people who come here, I feel like. like well, I mean, don't even think about it like an expense, though, right? Like, you really got to think about it like an investment. Like, I'm going to invest sure. X amount per month to go work out at this gym, and all it takes is one deal, right? Like, I'm here to put in my time and network with the right person that's going to, mm-hmm. you know, maybe do some business with. And, like, I, you know, you value-based purchasing and investment of time is how I look at things now, and that's, I think, how a lot of those guys look at it, too. Yeah. It's, um, you're, just one, you're just one connection away from Literally. One person, then like one, one word away, yep. everything. Yeah. Yep. And for, for people that, you know, uh, we're in a era of convenience. Mm-hmm. People want convenience. So to have everything underneath one, one roof, like, what you didn't mention was the collective lab. Yep, right? I forgot about that too. I just showed that too. Got, I mean, you could really do all of your health training stuff here underneath one roof. I mean, like you could have your general physician here, and then do your blood work here, and then analyze that blood work with your general physician, and then your general physician could meet with your personal trainer that's here, and then put together a nutrition plan and a workout guide. And then your personal trainer would like take you out on to the it's like a turf sport down there. Facility. It's literally like a sports 100%. team. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Like an NFL or whatever. Like yeah. <laughs> and then you do that, and then you're like, okay, time for recovery. And then you go hit the sauna and the cold plunge, and then you bump into somebody, and you're like, okay, hey, you want to come do a podcast? Well, let's go do a podcast. Or 
like go create your content for the week or whatever it is. Like it's literally all in one spot. Then you can sit down and knock out some emails. It's it's, it's crazy. That's nuts. That's <laughs> nuts. I mean, yeah, you got the you some of the new food thing. The oh yeah, little, Snap Kitchen. Yeah. Yep. And you get some food. There you are. Yep. You exactly. Got, there's a fridge. There's showers. There's a locker. Like C4. C4. Yep. All that. Everything yeah. you need. Yeah. Everything you need. Um, one last thing for me. Oh, I guess one of the last things for me is. Have you ever thought about like doing a documentary of like a, a famous person? We'll just use since you uh, use him well, like, like Louis Hamilton. Yeah. Follow him during the off season and like see what what like his off season is like. Not that is the thing, but just like that's you just follow him, make a documentary out of it, and then done anything. Like, have you ever thought about doing anything like that? No, it's not really my thing. No, it's uh, I'm really good at commercial ads. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I've, I've realized that, like, I'm, I'm good at the producing the, the five minutes or under type videos, like, specifically for advertisements or for commercials or for really in the more business field of things. Um, that's just me accepting my strengths and what, what wakes me up. Like, I just, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. Like, I do think it would be cool to, like, ride along with them for a year and stuff, but. I just don't really have a passion for storytelling in that way. So, what is it? Just because is it like the shots that's like you're not, I guess, confident in, or like getting the right shots, or like being able to just put it together correctly? Yeah, I think putting it together correctly. I, I'm very confident in being able to like film it all and produce it, but in terms of like the storytelling, like editing piece of it, I. I always watch move, movies and documentaries and shows, yeah. and I'm always just like, man, like whoever thought of this and like put this together. I mean, like they yeah, really did. A, yeah, yeah, like they really did a good job. Yeah, and I don't think I could ever do that. Yeah. I, because I, I, I watch the movies and I'm, I'm just always in amazement because my brain doesn't think like that. No, mm-hmm. not at all. But I see the, the advertisement during the video. I'm like. My brain thinks like that. <laughs> you so know, like more sales driven. Yeah, it's a very clear thing for me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a different type of art for sure. Because one person I've been big on lately is uh, there's uh, Optic is a, a gaming brand that I, I, I okay. like a lot, and one of their videographers just uh, left, and he's just kind of doing his own thing. His name's Charleston, and he does a great job of like storytelling and capturing shots and like putting everything together and it flowing just beautifully. Yeah. And there's It's an art form. I mean, and you also have to be patient with it, too. I think that's... I'm, I'm working on my patience, right, <laughs> uh, in all aspects of life. But to, like, go and film somebody or follow them around for, like, three, six, nine, twelve months, and you're not even working on the edit yet... Oh, my goodness. ...would drive me nuts. Because I would <laughs> just... I just this footage... Yeah, because, you know, you would also, for me, I would have to be editing as I go, but then you think about that, and that's not going to be the most efficient use of your time or something like that. And so then you think about 12 months later, can you imagine, can you remember what you did 12 months ago today? No. (laughs) Then even getting the shots, too. I can't remember my thoughts either, so it's, uh, I don't have any, uh, excitement to do something yeah. like that and especially now like where I'm at um, 
yeah, my my focus is growing Media Pouch to like those ten like reoccurring revenue clients, and then selling selling it by the end of this year, and just kind of getting out of the video game. Yeah, and then going in managed at that point. Managing sales. Yeah, I mean, more so just like going in on this company, right? Yeah. Like, because yeah. it's just a different business model. Mm-hmm. I like it more because it's more of yeah. a product. More, it's it's a little bit more in the lines of e-commerce, but then software. I like the idea of more sustainable a, yeah, software CEO. I like yeah, <laughs> um, I guess too. I'm trying to think a point for me that just came up that would be if that's your plan to you know sell media pouch and stuff. Would you ever go into like a consulting role, like if people? Especially like at a place like here, I feel like, and maybe you had mentioned it earlier, we're talking about like management and stuff like that. But I think at a place like the collective or something like that, or even with you know Pouch Six in this business, you might have someone come in here and create content, or you might meet someone on the you know on the black astroturf, and you you give them your background. You know, I had this media company, you know, sold it. Now I run this, and this one's like, well, well, you know, can you help me with this? Would you ever like do that as well on the side, or is yeah, that? Yeah, no, sure. I, I mean, I love. I love helping people and yeah. adding value. Like I, yeah. I don't think I'll ever stop doing that. I yeah. just think in terms of like running, owning a video production company, yeah. like I, uh, it's quite the trend that's going on. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, Parker no Wallbeck from Full Time Filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He actually just sold Full Time Filmmaker to Landon, yeah, by I the just, way. I just saw so that. you know he's a little. I'm a couple of years behind him, and it's. Uh, I, I was kind of chuckling because I'm like, oh, I'm like. The boys are just getting out of the video game, I guess, you know? So it's it's interesting, and I think that there's whatever's going to come down the pipeline here pretty soon with in terms of, like, content creation, like, that's mm-hmm. going to be what needs to get figured out with everybody. So, yeah, consulting all day, like, uh, I'll do that. And, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe I don't sell media posts, like, maybe... Like, who knows? Maybe this year just ends up being a hell of a year, and there's like 20 per month recurring clients, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, okay. like, keep like, like, maybe I just hire a student, like a like a CEO to run that company or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm open, you know. Yeah. Um, I just Not know that, more income. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, more problems, but you know, I also, <laughs> no doubt. I also have a family now too. You know, yeah, I got, like I got a five month old that needs my time and needs, needs a father and everything. So like, I have to be really, really. Selective. Selective with my time. Yeah. Like, Cam's, like, trying to, like, figure out a date with me. I'm like, dude, it has to be Monday, 5 p.m. Yeah. Like, literally, only day, only time this week that I can do it. Well, know, I appreciate so. it, too. Yeah, yeah. You told me that, so um, I, I appreciate you taking the time out today because I know you are a busy, busy man, and I've known that for a while now, just seeing what you do on Instagram and the, old, the other studio, and now you're building this one, and this one took a little bit of time, so I'm sure you're yeah. out here every day, all day, working on just getting this stuff together, so I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm happy to, man. This is fun. This is always fun to do it. So yeah. yeah. What do you guys have planned this year, though? What, what oh are the man. Plans? Uh, I'll let you go first. Man. Um, so uh, the big, big plan. I guess there's two big plans, but I, guess, I feel like our, for me personally, the biggest plan is um, a studio. Um, that's whether if that's the studio that just me and him, or if it's a studio that can fit all of us. Um, a studio, um, just to get all of us. Um, so the rest, rest, PCT, CJ, um, CJ, okay. yeah, yeah, the rest, CJ, the rest of the guys, whether that involves them or just Cam and I, just a studio of some sort, because we did move out of the place we're staying at, now we're on our own, and um, we're gonna have to be going to uh, his place 
um, to shoot uh, content. But like you said, setting everything up, taking it down, traveling, yeah. just to we're gonna be shooting in the conference rooms too, so we're gonna really be like moving it. Yeah. setting it up we're there. Just, yeah. Like, yeah. We already did that at the place we're staying at. Like, yeah, we live there, but like, let's set it up, break it down, set it up, break it down. But we're just tired of it, and mm-hmm. we're already going into year five, so we're like, we just need to make that next step already. And um, so that's probably my biggest goal. And then um, our sports channel to get monetized, um, which has grown stupid fast. Um, Good. Yeah, we started in, start, really started in August. We're already like, 519 subs on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's without no yeah. I mean, nothing. YouTube's nothing. organic, man. Yeah. 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 I, I, I know that game. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's nothing. I'm so. proud of the 438 fo- subscribers <laughs> on the media from taking me all the way from 2018. I yeah. Have, it's a grind. Yeah. 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 Um, another grind I don't want. I have yeah. zero interest in no. YouTube. I'm like, no. So getting that monetized so we can just start getting some revenue from there. And then um, another show um, me and Albert are doing. Um, okay. And just get the ball rolling on that as well. And that's our, where I got all of the overlays came in. I had somebody set it up on Streamlabs for me. Um, I got the cam link. I, got every, I have all the lights and the cam link and everything. So um, he gets his cam link tomorrow. And then we're doing a test run. And then from there, just nice. same as gone running. And then just making um, – Content on our own, um, yeah. And then personally, uh, just get healthier, lose some pounds, and yeah. And I mean, some a lot. I, no, I and feel that. Eat, uh, I eat clean now. Um, ever, ever since really I moved back home, um, I started eating clean because my parents just eat clean. Nice. They eat pretty clean now. Um, I still obviously go to fast food restaurants, but uh, slowly cutting back on that. Um, okay. And then. Um, yeah, it's just really, I mean, just losing. That's the big goal for me, personally, just losing weight and being healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for me, um, he had mentioned the studio. That's a, that's a big thing. Um, also, just with the brand and stuff, getting monetized, get, finding something that can make us revenue, whether it be consulting. Just for the podcast. Yeah, the podcast mm-hmm. and um, just the media brand in general. Because I think we want to start getting into more, like, freelance work, I guess. But not. we don't want that to be, like the end-all be-all and maybe for video production yeah so maybe like long term we like eventually like make a native studios or something like that and then we like hire people within that and they run that and that's just like passive income while we're able to do what we want to do create content shows whatever that might be um jake and i thought it would be the same way too <laughs> we're like oh no 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 we'll just have a studio yeah <laughs> hopefully we'll see it's hard because we like creating content let me tell you where that ends yeah. up right here that's what your future looks like doing that I mean, if it, if, if, that's the thing is if it is this then it is making the money where this is our full-time job and so be it like yeah that's what the calling was meant to be that's what it was meant sure. to be it's 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 not something that we're we're still gonna make the content, mm-hmm. um, but well, that might not just be as much as what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the thing with getting into the studio is we're so limited on what we can do, and that's we want to do so much more, and we've mm-hmm. always wanted to do so much more. But the spaces that we're in, it just didn't allow the visions that we had. Yeah, yeah, I, def- I definitely want to travel more this year within the brand, like you know. Um, Go to Nashville potentially. Go to Scottsdale, um, Kansas City. A couple of places where we have potentials for guests 
and we in Dallas too. We know a lot of people there, but if we go to go to these places, make sure we can shoot four guests minimum to where it's like yeah. beneficial for us to go travel places and um do more stuff like that as a as a team. Um more like creative documenting and storytelling. I think, you know, with the podcast studio and space, I think everyone nowadays has a podcast, so trying to find other ways to maybe document something or tell a story but different you know just like and that's just like the creative in me just trying to like do things a little different to kind of change the game in ways obviously love podcasts and the shows and that's going to be our staple but maybe like a twist with it um i'm trying to think what else um studio we said um we have like a merch company too um i have like one of those shirts on right now uh trying to get that yeah trying to get that more streamlined where we can like drop consistently because the first one did pretty well like organically but now we want it to be like more streamlined more organic to where we can you know have a drop realistically every quarter would be ideal and then maybe drop like one off thing here and there um and then uh you know maybe a couple collabs with some local brands and stuff like that the only problem is we're so limited with everything we do it's all in-house so if it's like we're going to design something, he's going to tell me, and then like I'm going to either design it or he's going to design it, and then we're going to have to go get it made and manufactured, and we're having to watch that and you know organize that while still running the company and then shooting content and editing. So trying to figure out what the roles are so we can kind of move everything at some pace instead of no pace, I guess. Um, and the personal goals for me is just like relationships too. Like um, glad to see you a lot in here and. Um, I've always told him, like, I don't want to have someone on the podcast or meet them through a shooting content and it just be like, a, oh, thank you for coming on or, oh, thank you for the conversation and yeah. that's it. I've always wanted to, how can, like, I work with that person or how can we work together or how can we just, like, stay in touch through a similar journey, maybe Definitely. similar but different. So really focusing on that because we meet a lot of cool people, but, like, ma- making it extend beyond just, like, that one-time interaction. Maybe we, Maybe it's a, you know work forever or we do stuff here and there a couple times a year but just want to continue that so that's like my main goal yeah no those are good i yeah. love that i think also you know just my two cents yeah that the i think you guys gotta figure out what you really want to do like niche down yeah. like you guys are trying to do quite a few things mm-hmm. and i have to imagine that that's overwhelming at times to like try to manage everything mm-hmm. um because i i do believe like the the passion meets the meets the money and the niche of the niche and stuff mm-hmm. like that so like yeah i mean that'd be i'd challenge you guys that really yeah like q1 2024 like find find your niche and just do it that one thing and do it really fucking good and then like you'll watch everything explode you know like um i think that's yeah you know even with this studio yeah. like not to put it back on me or anything yeah no doubt trying to do all these things mm-hmm. and then we just focused on podcasting and then that's when all this really took off because mm-hmm. we're trying to do like the editing stuff mm-hmm. the shooting stuff it's like fuck it like let's just do podcasting and let's just do it really well that's why you know I even want to sell a media pouch because like I don't want to be distracted. Yeah, like, I want to do this thing and do it really, really well. So like, it's the merch or the podcast or the gaming channel or like the shooting, the editing. Like, find your thing in this like 
media industry or field or whatever this world is yeah. you're in of media, you know, and just do it really well. I think the podcast, I think it's easier than ever to get monetized with podcasts now. I think, I think, yeah. I think you guys should definitely have like sponsors, like ad ad reads or something like that, mm-hmm. like C Ford, like. You got that in this entire video. They could yeah. sponsor this. Thing. Like your shout outs. You know That's what, what I say all the time. <laughs> yeah. But stop making them free. Yeah, true. All that those things. True. Like, um, I mean, like Liquid Death sponsors the studio downtown. Yeah. Right? Like, there's tons of money out there. I love Liquid Death. Yeah. And we do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. I really like that point because I told him last year. That's kind of what we needed to do because we were posting everything on our one channel. Yeah. And I was just like, someone were to come here, they have no idea where to start. But now since we, like, stripped everything out, we've, like, basically stripped all the sports content out. And that's when we made the se- separate channel. And I was like, look how fast this channel is growing because we're only posting sports here. So when people find this channel and they start binging our content, they're, they're going to just like, oh, I like sports and I like these guys. I'm going to subscribe or whatever the yeah. case may be, follow or whatever. And – we started off as doing sports, and I think we're kind of getting back to that. It's like focusing on the sports. And I even told him, like, we do these podcasts, and we've been consistent for two years, shoot, uh, dropping a guest every Friday. But now I told him, I was like, I just want to be consistent with the guests, the interviews and stuff, but I want it to be the best product possible. So if we're not releasing it weekly, that's okay because we're doing other stuff in other areas. But when we release a guest episode, we know it's going to be – a high production product, like from the introduction of like how we break down the guests. So that's like me or Carlos reading off a script separate before the episode or whatever the case may be, having pictures rolled out, reels, all that stuff, and doing it in a certain way. Because I think we we got we kind of got to the point to where we were like we got to get this podcast out uh, for quantity purposes, and the quality started like taking a hit in a way. The conversations were good, but I think we could have did like the product could have been overall better. So I think now that's kind of like our focus is like taking more of our time, putting out a be- the best product possible, and then also with the sports channel since it's so like in the moment, that's kind of where you can just put it out and like the quality can take a little hit there, I think. Yeah, I think it's okay for the quality to take a little bit of a hit mm-hmm. for podcasts. Um, I mean, what, what we actually learned over the last mm-hmm. 15 months about podcasts was that of people who went from zero to a lot of growth and success really quick, like meaning within six months, mm-hmm. like they were a niche within a niche or a niche, mm-hmm. and they were consistent. They posted the podcast like once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the perfect example of like what consistency and quality looks like is like look at Chris Williamson. Like that man invests a ton of money into like producing his podcast at the highest cinema mm-hmm. quality possible and he's consistent and you pair those two together and there's that is the secret formula for like that man blowing up really quick yeah. so like I think like if you can find the balance yeah. of those two like maybe it's 80% quality yeah. and like but just the consistency I think mm-hmm. I think maybe think about it the other way like that's true do consistency sacrifice a little quality that's true because one of our one of our good friends uh, Peyton and Cam you should know podcast like Last year, around this time, they had like twenty thousand subs. And now they have four hundred and ten thousand on wow. YouTube, and they have two point nine million on TikTok. They're doing live shows now. It's wow. like all in a year. 
Wow. And they're just consistent. They post weekly, and the quality is good. It's not like it it's not crazy, <laughs> but it's it's good. It's it's yeah. like it's pretty good. So. Yeah, that, I don't know if they still do that. When we went up there last year. They uh, had three ZV ones. Yeah, they're getting a new studio actually. Are they? Yeah, they're getting. Uh, I think they're going upgrading to 4K now. Quality, that's what they said. ZV one is 4K. Well, I, don't think, I think they're shooting 1080, but I think they're just going upgrading. Is what they said. I mean, these things still. There's a lot of. It's challenging with 4K. I mean, like, even these are, I mean, these can shoot 4K, but we're exporting them 1080p because yeah. the file sizes are so big. Gigantic. <laughs> we, did it in the we did it in the beginning. Our, ours was. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to take the SSD home. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I couldn't move it yet. And people were just like, stop. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 4K is crazy. And it's, because I was, I was telling him, I guess, that, I mean, he has a point. There is stuff that. I guess you should film a 4K, but for the most part, no one should really be yeah. filming in 4K. It's so much. Food, it's so much, food it's, cars, it's like, so much like. store. Like you, you have to have a good SD card for one. I built a server. Yeah, hundred terabyte server. Exactly. <laughs> for two, you your system, whether it's a laptop or a, a PC, has to be able to handle all that footage, rendering it, exporting it, like. Three, your internet has to be able to handle uploading it at a decent time, like to YouTube, wherever you post it at. Like, there's a lot that just goes into just a 4K resolution file. And people wonder why video production is so much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So you yeah. get into the weeds. You, you have 100 gigs of one file, and you're just sitting there just waiting for it to just, all right, it's almost on my computer. Just, yep. just wait. <laughs> and you have three cameras. Oh, I yeah. Know. It's, 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 it's a, a very... Lot. It's a asset heavy, resource heavy. And everybody region. thinks that like, oh, it has to be 4K. It has to be 4K. Well, no, it doesn't. You can, you can make it look 4K and it still be 1080. I could film this in 4K and then export it to 1080, and you would not, not no, know the difference. You know, like so good, especially like the glass on the camera. Like, yeah, it, you yeah. wouldn't know the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Um, again, again, thank you. Um, this was long overdue. Yeah. Um, both of sure. us. I mean, we already shot Jake's, but it was well long overdue. And I appreciate you taking time out today. And like I said, I know you're a busy man, so it does mean a lot. Um, congratulations on everything you've accomplished this far, and especially on your family. Mm -hmm. um, I know so, that's a big thing, and it, it's it's no challenging, but it's it's fun at the same time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. It was good catching up with you guys. And, yeah, uh, always. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys in 2024, and I hope you guys do do the studio. And yeah, I think we're here regardless, we'll do the studio, even if it's just us two. I think regardless, we'll still do a studio. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, I promise you, it'll. Uh, it's scary, but just do it. Yeah, you know. And I think it's one of those things like, well, we're paying for the studio, gotta make some kind of money for sure. Yeah, yeah. and it makes you hustle. <laughs> you gotta figure it out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, before we hit this off, any shout-outs you want to give or anything for us? I said, is there any shout-outs you want to give or anything for us? Uh, no, no shout-outs. I'm not sponsored by anybody. So. Absolutely. Shout-out to Liquid Death. Not at this studio. You guys better help that budget. <laughs> um, do you have anything before we hit this off? No, just want to thank Ryan. You know, I'll always show that him and Jake have always, you know, showed us love and kind of been, like, a mentor for, like, what we're trying to do and stuff. So excited to not only see him a lot now because he's at the gym that I'm at, but you know, excited to see what they have in the future, and uh, you know, we talked off camera about some stuff they got coming up. So, 
yeah, I just want to thank you again for allowing us to do this, being like the test, yeah, essentially. No, that's, that's so, that's yeah, it was a good conversation always, yeah. and have to run it back next year. Yeah, so. you, sir. Um, we'll have all your information down in the description below. Yeah. If people want to check out this studio, We've got we'll, we'll be out after it's announced everything. So what? how can they come to this studio? Yeah, um, so if you just go on our website, com, and then click the Book Now button, you can select which studio you want. So you can select downtown or north Austin, and then you can schedule a tour, purchase a membership, whatever you want to do. Gotcha, gotcha. And then will you all be running any promos or anything that confirms here or anything, or just whatever it is it is? Yeah, I mean, we're running the, the pre-sale uh, offer until January 11th, this Thursday. So if you purchase a membership, you'll get two extra free hours or two extra complimentary hours in your membership. Um, Thursday is a launch party from 6 to 9. Uh, if you're around, RSVP, we'd love to have you. Yeah, I'll be there. Out. Yeah, um, yeah. But we do fully anticipate to hit our 30-member cap Thursday night. So you don't grab one of these memberships. <laughs> uh, CBD for me. Join the wait list. <laughs> I might be here. I might not. I think uh, Albert wants to film something. Yeah. Um, so I, I might be here. I might not be here. So we'll, no, we'll just come here. We'll yeah. just see. Yeah. I got um, drinks, alcohol, food. Say hello. DJ, all the good yeah. stuff. Perfect. Um, y'all go make sure y'all give them a follow if y'all want a nice studio podcast to, to film at. Nice quality. Good mic. Like Cam said, good mics, cameras, everything. The whole niche. Um, come here, man. I mean, this is our third time filming at a Pelchick studio. And it's been yeah. We shot with Charlotte too. Oh, fourth. Oh, yeah. Right. So I guess fifth because he was yeah. on one. I was on one. Yeah. And then yours are end of the year, and then Jake. So yeah, five. Yeah. And everyone has been amazing, perfect. I mean, great individuals. So I can't say Every, everyone's in the pouch. Yeah. yeah everyone's <laughs> in the pouch. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. So y'all, y'all, y'all come get your podcast work done over here. Um, but that'll do it for boys over here at Opinionated. We'll catch y'all guys next time. Peace. Peace.